Chapter 8 Finding True Love Chelsea Um, I had moved into the apartment with Chris. It was a townhouse. At the exact same time, Chelsea, her, her soon-to-be ex-husband, and her cho- two children had moved in next door. The first glimpse I got of the neighbor was this five-foot cute um, brunette. She was wearing leggings, and all I can think about was that was that is an ass made by God. She intrigued me with her beauty. I had to, I had to know her. I asked Chris. Because he was working with her. He gave me the insight that they were married. But they were separated. And they were getting a divorce. I had found her on social media. It was a site called My Yearbook. I did not have the... She made me so nervous. I could not talk to her in person. And this rarely ever happens to me. But there was something about her. I didn't want to mess it up. It's easy to message her on your book. One of our encounters was she was she likes to tell this story. Um, it's cute now. It wasn't cute when it happened. She was on the porch with her children. Our daughter was in the stroller, Ariana, and our son Johnny was on the porch, and they were just little, and he was ready to go. He wanted to go. Really bad. So he tried to take her off the porch. And she had. He had flipped the um, stroller. I stood there. In the doorway. As she's picking up the stroller. Um, For her perspective. She was like what. An asshole. And I understand why. Um, For mine. I was too afraid to go out there and help. I didn't know if I touch the stroller if she was going to flip out of me because some people don't want help Uh, some people do not want strangers touching their children in a day and age like this that makes sense Uh, then it progressed from there Um, we had this thing on my yearbook i still remember it it was three wishes she asked me what my three wishes were or she gave me a genie and asked me what my three wishes were One of the wishes, the only important one, was I wanted a kiss. We had met outside on the porch because we shared a porch, shared a front porch. And we we kissed. And my whole world spun like I couldn't believe. Like I was floating. Um, We ended up making out, coming back to my apartment. We were pretty hot and heavy on the... Couch. I laugh because what comes next. Uh, my stupidness while making out with her tells her that I love you. Uh, I couldn't control it. It just came out. It came out of nowhere. Of course, it scared her. She had said that she had to go home. She had work in the morning. And I was left just shocked by what had come out of my mouth she was left shocked by what came out of her mouth it was it was just oh i can't explain it it just i couldn't help it 
it was like a uh, word vomit if you want to describe it as something it was i was in the moment um i just came out i've only said it to two people to tasha and um chelsea i've never said it to any of the other females that i dated so i had to recuperate from this um i understood i wasn't mad at her i understood that i had goofed up my chance at that point but i was determined it was the best kiss i have ever gotten so we became friends um we slowed things down i would the reason why i gotta tell you this first um the first person i fell in love with in this situation was her daughter ariana she would come outside and she would bang on my door i would let her in and she i'd pick her up and she'd take all my hats down and she would play with them and she would look so cute and then i'd give her back you know spend like 10 minutes and then i'd give her back to her dad um this was kind of a recurring thing she was just so adorable and she had such a big heart so after my goof up i was put in the friend zone which is not bad i know that most people you can't get can't get ever out of the friend zone can't get ever that's not entirely true you just need to know what you were doing and i was put there because she was getting divorced and she wasn't ready uh she did started seeing my buddy dean um only because he lied to her about our relationship he didn't tell her that we were best friends since high school he played it um he also played it cool like he wanted a casual relationship which he did not so um they started seeing each other um john had moved out my both my roommates got let go from Cytel at the same time. I had no way of taking care of the house on my own. She had no way of going to work without a babysitter. So I moved in um, to her basement, which is where I grew up as a child. It's just freaky. And um, she needed a babysitter. So I moved in and put my stuff the way it was. When I was a child, or when I was a teenager living there. It's so cool. Um, I took care of the house. The children were fed. Um, when she would come home from work, when she worked late, there would be dinner for her. I would save it. I usually didn't eat until after she got home. We'd eat together. We did get drunk together <laughs> for the first time. Um, my, her, Dean, her Dean. Ugh. Um, Dean had gotten drunk and fallen like asleep on the couch. We had all been drinking. And um, I brought up a story about my buddy Chris. How he always gets drunk. And for some reason he has to get naked. It's like a freedom thing. He he doesn't do it anymore because we get drunk. and Or we drink. We don't get drunk. But we there's children in the house. So he no longer is that free spirited. <laughs> I'm telling her this, and she's like, well, you shouldn't make fun of him. A body's just a body. 
he was on my side. He knew my feelings towards her because he's my best friend. I don't have to say anything to him for him to be able to read me. So he said, if a body's just a body, go ahead and show yours. Um, She did. It was the most beautiful naked thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Um, She happened to do this as her ex- her soon-to-be ex-husband was walking by the window. Um, we all got done drinking. Um, I made an ass myself and threw up in her garbage can and apologized about 120 times. This is before we moved in. Um, we went home and we can hear him. They got into it. Wow. He was not 100% okay with... The divorce, they had strong, uh, there were strong ties there. There was things that I didn't know about and things that I understand now. But, so that was, that was that. Um, after I moved in, we got, I had had a conversation with Dean that night <laughs> about how he had a month and then I was going to date her. Again, drunkenness <laughs> so I'd moved in I started um, watching the kids I'd take Johnny you know either she would take Johnny to school or and I'd pick him up or um, I would take Johnny to school he pick she would pick him up but walking Johnny to home from school one day I remember this, this is the cutest thing ever he looked up at me held his hand out I grabbed it and he asked me if I would always protect him. It just it touched my heart so much. I just smiled. <laughs> um then they her and Dean had a conversation. They were you know, she thought it was a goofy conversation. She said she was never gonna get married and Johnny crawled in her lap and said that it was okay. She didn't need to ever get married. He would marry her when he was old enough. Like he he's such a sweet boy. He still is. I'm very proud of the way he takes care of his mother. The way he takes care of his girlfriend now. He just makes me so very proud of him. But this set Dean off. He showed his true colors. And this is where things started to go bad. Because for her it was just casual. He told her it was casual. But in light of day it wasn't. He had a lot of things invested so, at that time, I began to do more sweeter things. Um, it came easy because it just was. I would be playing uh, music before she got home. Uh, cute music while we were eating together. This was all my perfect plan of winning her over. Um, they had split up. And... Um, Sorry, babe. I have to tell this. So, we were making out on the couch, and things got a little bit more hot and heavy, and she asked me to come upstairs to her room to help her plug in her phone charger. Um, that's why we, we had this little inside joke about plugging in her phone charger. <laughs> it was the first time that we had um, had sex, and it was... I'm gonna sound corny. This sounds so cheesy, but it was it was magical. <laughs> From then, we started dating. We officially 
we didn't really date. We were messing around. We went to her home uh, for Thanksgiving. Her parents still lived in New Hampshire. Uh, her brother and sister were in New brother and sisters were in New Hampshire. We were riding up to New Hampshire in the middle of November, and it kind of got like the weather got a little bad and fogged up the windows. So I was writing on the windows, and I wrote, "I love you" on the windows, and I turned her. I was just messing around and giggling because it was no big thing back then. I would tell her I love her, and she would go, "I know," and not say anything. But at this particular moment, on this particular ride, she said, I love you too. And it was at that point that I knew that I wanted her to be my wife. That I was going to <laughs> win her over um, and be married to her. So we get to New Hampshire and I meet her family and her of course, her older brother does the, um, the hurt my sister, I'm breaking your neck routine. I understand. I've done that a thousand and one times. <laughs> and then her sister, her older sister, Amber, kept asking me to marry her. Like, it was awesome. Um, I met Sierra for the first time. She called me Uncle James. That girl is one of the brightest young ladies I've ever known. She is good with anime. She is creative like you wouldn't believe. She is going to make something of herself. And I love her to death. She, she is awesome. So we get back from all this. Um, a couple months have gone by. And we had a spot in January which... She Understandably, she was scared and nervous about where this was going next. I was ready because I had gotten my relationship, other relationship. It had been years since then. It, we got together in 2008. Um, I have this thing about the number 8. This is chapter 8. I'm talking about Chelsea. We met and got together in 2008. And October 28. 28? October 29th. Ah! Anyways, October will be our 8 year anniversary. So yes, I have this thing about 8. Um, I was born on the 8th. I have 8 in my social security number. That's all you're going to get. If you add up the letters to my name and do it right, you can get 8. So, eight, I'm just saying, eight is my lucky number. <laughs> um, so, that was a rocky month because she wasn't sure. But we made it through that because we can we can make it through anything. Um, we made it through that. It was a, I think, a, shortly after I had planned a meal for her when she came home. She had sat down and I asked her to marry me. She said, yes, we are engaged for about three years before we got married. Her divorce was final a month after our son Logan was born. Hearing about her being pregnant with Logan is the one of the best stories I can ever tell. 
Um, I had to go to training for the military. I went for two weeks. It was right after, it was a weekend after Father's Day. So I went, and I was in Germany. Um, her, my sister, had taken a pregnancy test just because my sister thought she was pregnant. And she just wanted somebody to take one with her so she wasn't scared. Um, the first ones came out. My sister tested positive. Chelsea tested negative. Uh, they waited a week so my sister could make sure that she was. Or They waited a few days, and uh, they took another one. Chelsea said that she was positive, and Amber's said that she was negative. So they made sure um, I called her from I'd call her from Germany, and she had gotten on the phone and she had told me that she was pregnant, and I was so shocked. I dropped the phone, and the stupid battery came out. <laughs> like I'm standing in front of all these military dudes, all these. You know, guys just relaxing and having fun. And here I am dropping the phone. I was speechless. Um, at that point, I didn't think I could have children. She had um, an IED, I, IUD in. Um, she had it removed. And we, at shortly after that, she was pregnant with Logan. Watching her be pregnant with Logan, I, it was the best, sorry, that news was the best Father's Day news I've ever gotten. That was the best Father's Day gift ever. Um, I'd gotten back, and watching her be pregnant was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in the world. I, of course, was overbearing and wouldn't let her do anything. <laughs> Whatever she needed, I got. <laughs> McDonald's run at 2 o'clock in the morning. That was fine. Conven but with her, with McDonald's, it's more convenience store run at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they didn't bother me. Um, I went with my buddies and we got whatever she needed and came home. Um, I would talk to Logan because I heard that talking to them while they're in the womb would help them recognize your voice when they got out. Got out. <laughs> when they were born. One of the funniest things ever was we had emerald crackers and I was playing on her belly because, and yes, I kind of ripped off the scene from, um, um, Armageddon. Before he goes on his mission, he's sitting there and he's playing with the animal crackers. So yeah, I kind of ripped that off. But, um, so I'm talking to Logan and I had the little, me and Chelsea and the little Logan and I thought it was funny to go, well, oh, because the animal cracker broke, I think. And I was like, oh, we have to get a new mommy. And I got another animal cracker out. And Chelsea grabbed the new one and she ate it. And she goes, there goes your new mommy. But it was all in fun. And then the day he was born, I was so nervous. He... We had two scares. I should really mention this. Um, we watched The World's Greatest Dad with Robin Williams. In the middle of watching this movie, after watching this movie, she had gotten severe pains. We thought that she was in labor. I had 
when I was born, I was a late, week late. So we knew that she could, uh, Logan could be early. So we get in the car. And on our way to the hospital, we were coming around the corner. And she had flicked a cigarette out the window. Right as the state trooper is pulling by. So the state trooper pulls us over. And at this time, I have a suspended permit. Because the car I sold before my father gave us um, this blazer, which we were driving, the car I sold, uh, the plate had got turned in on time, so my license or my permit had gotten suspended. So I'm driving around with a suspended permit. We get pulled over. He follows us to the hospital. They escort her into the hospital. The Blazer was messy, so I get searched, and then I get, um, I get a ticket for driving with a suspended permit, and she didn't get a ticket at all. So we get upstairs. Come to find out, she has a um, kidney stone, which was is common, I guess, with birth or with being pregnant and um, all those hormones. So, we deal with that, and then February 20th, I want to say, 21st, 21st, it was the day Logan was born. She was having those pains again. So, we went, and it was another um, infection, but it was close enough time for Logan to be born that he, the doctor's like, let's just do this. So, she's... Um, sitting there and she doesn't want to take the shot. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's the one that goes into your spine. She didn't want to take that. So she takes some meds and the nurse told her it's only going to cut the edge off. She's still going to be in pain. And of course she's pregnant and with that much pain, you can't think straight. So she takes them and then she is still in so much pain. Um, we finally get the, um, we finally get her the depo shot. No, not the depo shot. We finally get her the shot. Um, yeah, I'm horrible at this. We finally get her the shot, and labor starts. And Logan wants to play peekaboo. He crowns, and then he goes right back in. And then he'll she'll push and push, and he'll crown, and then he'll go right back in. He was a smart-ass, little, little smart-ass since day one. So the doctor's like, I'm going to help you. And he gets this, <laughs> this suction, and he um, gets the top of Logan's head, and she's pushing, and he's pulling. Uh, Logan comes out, and they take him over to clean him. And I'm standing in the middle because I don't know which one to go to. Uh, my son was born, but my wife just went through that incredible pain. Um, I didn't know who needed me at the time. Uh, she looked at me and smiled and she said, go tears on. So I'm going over there and I see him. Sorry, it's just so happy. I can remember seeing him for the first time. And he was so beautiful. And he was... A part of me that was in the world. So I spend some time with him. 
Uh, they bring him over to her all cleaned up. We spend a couple nights in the hospital. Um, he can't. She can't breastfeed because he his suction is way too strong. He was hurting her, making her bleed. So the nurse came in one night, uh, the first night, and she took him and bottle fed him for us. And she explained to my wife that didn't make her less of a mom. That she bottle fed him and seen how tried to yank the bottle out of his mouth. Um, by day two, the nurses were impressed with him and how he was moving his neck around and how he was moving his little head. Uh, the our last night we got a really good dinner that was good, and then we got to take him home. Uh, we named him Logan Douglas Preston. I didn't want to name him after me because I wanted him to be his own person. So we gave him my middle name. And we're trying to come up with a cool name. Um, of course, she wouldn't let me name him after Superman. I wanted to name him Kal-El. But uh, she wouldn't go for that. So we went for a different superhero that I like. Logan Wolverine. And <laughs> and he's been our little bundle of joy slash little bundle of hyperness ever since. That is chapter 8. Thank you for listening.